0: So much truth in that, that Jesus paid that debt, that there's no way that we could ever pay that debt, amen? So praise the Lord for that. I told you, Sherry I'd, I'd cut the legs off on that chair a little bit. and She was afraid that she might fall when she sat down in it, but uh, she didn't too bad, so we're okay. <laughs> and I promised Kathy that I wouldn't preach on, on food tonight or use food as an illustration because... Dale's stomach was about to rumble everybody out of their seats over there this morning when I started talking. He said, he said I was doing fine until he talked about putting that gravy on there. He said, then it really turned loose. <laughs> Amen. You might as well have fun in the house of God. Amen. Amen. And talk about fried chicken and everything else. But Take your Bibles and turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, and if you would please stand for the reign of God's word if you're able to. Mark chapter 5. We'll begin reading in verse 25, Mark chapter 5, and begin reading verse 25. We'll read down through verse 34. A Certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me. Could I stop there just for a minute? I'll, I'll read on in a minute. When you start getting a little older, when something comes by, you grab it. Amen? Because you may never find it again. When you stop and think about that, they was in that, a whole bunch of people thronging him. that You know, you're shoulder to shoulder, people rubbing ag- up against you. What made the difference there? I mean, they was touching him. But the difference was when the virtue went out was because of her faith because of her desire because of her faith in who Jesus Christ was and his ability to heal her and it makes all the difference can I tell you something tonight you can, you can rub up against Jesus all you want but unless you got some faith and, if you got, and some desire to see him do something in your life and realize who he is it ain't going to happen and so we, we need to realize the importance of that and, and she would already said that she, she believed that that would take place he said who touched me he looked round and about to see her. They had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him of all the truth. And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Many times we don't realize the importance of getting to Jesus. Many times we just kind of think that everything's going to take care of itself. Sometimes we think, well, you know, this will all work out, Lord take care of it at some point. But we don't realize the importance of getting to Jesus. Then in verse 27, 28 again, be our text is when she had heard Je- heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For he said if for she said if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I like to preach a message I've titled got to get to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we come to you, Lord, of a truth, even from the very onset of the title tonight. The need in this room, the need in our lives, the need in the lives of those who are watching by live stream, and even people who are not watching, the need is to get to Jesus. Lord, I pray that Lost, saved, young Christians, older Christians, every one of us would grasp the importance of getting to Jesus. Have your will way in the preaching of thy word. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Seated. Much like this lady, the need in our lives is to get to Jesus, we many times we waste time with so many other things and still the the need is still there this lady is no different uh, she did did likewise if if we're to see things change and the the needs met in our lives and in the church and in our homes and in our nation we've got to get to Jesus I, I'm just I'm just there in my mind and, and I believe that I can back it with the word of God the need in America today is for God's people ...to get to Jesus. Amen. I'm talking about churches. I'm talking about Christians. I don't believe... I, I, I don't think that the ballot box is going to fix anything. I don't... I don't you know, and, and we can have all kinds of arguments about it... ...and I, and I want that to be straight... And, I, ...and I'd like to see things done right in that direction. I'd like to see America turn its heart and, and things that way. But I'm going to tell you something. The need in America is to get to Jesus... The need in the church is to get to Jesus. The need in your personal life, whether you're lost or whether you're saved, and it doesn't matter how long, if you've been saved, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved and how strong a Christian you think are, the need in your life is to get to Jesus. I think that's so needed today. I think there's a great need, and I look at my own life, and even as a pastor of a church, and uh, I see my need, I look in the mirror, and I see the need that I have, and that is to get to Jesus Christ. This lady saw her need to get to Jesus here in verse 27, 28. It says, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And no doubt in her mind, here's this lady that had tried everything. She'd been to all kinds of doctors. She'd been to uh, uh, this doctor and that doctor. And if Dr. Fossey would have been around, she'd have probably went to Dr. Fossey. And she had been to all of them and they had tried all the different cures that they had and they tried all the the crazy things and something came by, I'm gonna grab it tonight right now too. While we're there, they would have done the same they would have said the same things that many of the the C D C and the Dr. Fox had said, You gotta follow science, gotta follow science. Well they followed the science and it didn't help her a bit. Can I tell you something? What we need to do, I'm not worried about following science. I'm worried about following Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the need right there. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that all the science is wrong. I'm not saying all the medicine is wrong. But I'm going to tell you something. It's about time that Christians, hey, say, listen, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Say, Boy, preacher, you probably lost a bunch of them there. <laughs> Glory to God. <clears throat> The fact is that we've got to get to Jesus Christ, and it's you can you can try to just cipher it all out. But this woman had tried everything. She they had, and, and the Bible talks about how that she had spent everything. And and there there's you know there's one that, that can meet your need, and and he'll never charge you a dime. Look at that verse, uh, or, or, or there we talked about how that she spent everything. She would spent all of her money and was none the better. But my friend, when she come to Jesus, there was someone that could take care of her. Can I tell you something? Jesus Christ, when you get to Him, He can take care of it, and He don't charge you a dime. Amen. Doesn't charge you a dime. In fact, in Isaiah 55 and verse 1, says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat ye. Uh, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. He said, I'm not going to charge you for it. He said, listen, it's been paid for. How's it been paid for, preacher? It was paid for on the cross. Amen. The shed blood of Jesus Christ paid for it all. Boy, I'll tell you what, I praise the Lord for that, that price that was paid for my sins. I have eternal life. You've got to get to Jesus. Notice Isaiah says, Come ye to the waters. Jesus is that water of life, and he's that refreshing drink. He's that water upon that dry ground in your life. Some some of you sitting here tonight, you feel like dry ground. Some of you sitting here tonight, and you feel like, boy, I need a refreshing drink from the Lord. Some of you sitting here tonight, you know, it's been a long time since I've really walked with God and really felt his presence in my life, and boy, I need something fresh and stirring in my soul again. You feel like that dry ground's all around you. And, and, and Hey, listen, can I tell you? He says, come, take a drink. He said, I'll provide it, and, but you got to get to him. And Isaiah 44:3 three says, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Boy, I'll tell you what, if you can't get excited about that, the fact the Lord said, hey, listen, you're thirsty, he said, I'll give you a drink. He said, boy, I'll tell you what, he said, if things are dry spiritually in your life, he said, I'll pour water out upon dry ground. Amen. Who's the water? What's the water, preacher? It's Jesus Christ. Amen. and Boy, we got to get to Jesus. We got to get under the spout where the glory runs out, amen. amen? Take a fresh drink once in a while from that, that, that fountain that, that, that's flowing up continually as a river of life and, and, and wants to stir our soul for the Lord Jesus Christ. This dear lady knew that if she would get to Jesus and but just touch the hem of His garment, she'd be healed. But The thing was, she had to get to Jesus. She knew her need. She knew what had to be done. Can I tell you tonight that if you're not willing to get to Jesus, you can't touch Him. What? There's a lot of Christians today that they want that healing from the Lord. They want that, that fresh drink. They want that floods upon those, that dry ground in their life. But they're not willing to get to Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. It's about time that the church wake up and realize we need to get back to Jesus. We need to get to Jesus. And we need to touch, even as it is the hem of his garment. You can't touch that hem unless you get close to him. Our problem today is our churches and Christians are are at at a distance and we're watching, thinking that religion is good enough, thinking that just because I'm saved, that just because I go to church, hey, listen, you got to get close to him. you got to get close enough to touch him. It required something of her. She couldn't sit at home and do it. She couldn't sit down in the restaurant and do it. She had to go to where he was. Here's the way it works. Brian, before you got saved, is Jesus Christ come looking for you. But after you're saved... Check me out. Doesn't the Bible say, seek me? We're to go to Him. We're to go to Him. In salvation, He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He comes to your heart. In salvation, He says, seek me with all your heart. We got to get to Him we got to get to the one that this life is really all about. She had to get to Jesus in order to touch Him. Might I say that it was no surprise to Jesus when she touched Him? You say, but preacher, it looks like he, he didn't know who touched Him. Oh, he knew. But he wanted her to admit before the people what had taken place. That she might give honor and glory to the Lord. Amen. You got to get to Jesus. In Mark chapter 5, verse 27 says, When she uh, heard of Jesus, well, i want to tell you what, it, it made a difference when she heard. There's people all around us that haven't heard of Jesus Christ. There's kids in, in homes here in Marshall, Missouri, that do not know who Jesus Christ is. There's people that you begin to talk to in, in the world today, I'm talking about in Marshall, that have really no idea who Jesus Christ is. They say, oh, He was a good man and oh, He's this and that, but they have very little understanding of who He really is. Yeah. But My friend, when she heard, she knew that He was the one that she needed. And she realized, hey, I've got to get to Jesus. I'm here to tell you Jesus is available you just need to get to Him for your need tonight. I don't know what your need is. He does. Just like He knew what the need was for that lady that touched Him. But She had to get to Him and by faith and touch Him that, that she might be healed of that disease that had, had plagued her for so many years. We've got to get to Jesus. There are those who will try and discourage you from getting to Jesus, though. We find in a story, and not just a story, it's just a recorded for us in Luke chapter 18. Another familiar event that took place. It says, And it came to pass that as he come nigh unto the Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the way, talking about Jesus traveling here, by the wayside, begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by, now listen to this. And he cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they that went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You realize when he was saying thou son of David, do you know what he was saying? They knew what he was saying. He's saying, you're the Messiah. When he called him the son of David, Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, "What wilt thou that I, uh, I shall do unto thee?" And he said, "Lord, that I may receive my sight." And Jesus said unto him, "Receive thy sight; thy faith have saved thee." And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people that uh, uh, and all the people. When they saw it, gave praise unto God. Can I tell you that there's going to be those who are going to try to discourage you from getting to Jesus? Amen. Oh, yeah, preacher, the world. Yeah, the world. It might be family members, though. It might be friends, co workers. And here's what's sad it might be other Christians. What? That would discourage me from trying to get to Jesus. Oh yeah, because you see, here's the thing, if if you begin to to get to Jesus, and it may show something in their life where they're not at. And they want you to just kinda you you guys just kind of settle down. You know, don't don't be saying amen, stuff like that, man. You might wake up them back there. Just kind of take it easy. Now like that old boy got saved, he went to services one morning. Man, he, the preacher was up there preaching, reading from the Word of God. He was expounding on the Word of God and it was quiet in there and that old boy was sitting back in the back. He said, Amen! The preacher looked at one of his deacons, kept on preaching. He said something about how good Jesus was. He said, Glory to God! He looked at another deacon over there, kept on preaching. He said something about the Lord again. He said, Hallelujah, praise God! He nodded at that deacon. He got up, walked back there. He said, You're going to have to quieten it down. You're going to have to settle down. He said, But I got the Lord in my heart. He said, But you didn't get him here. Boy, what we need today, listen, I'm telling you what, there'll be those, even Christians, who will try to keep you from getting to Jesus. This world and all of its philosophy and all of its ways will try to keep you from getting to Jesus. Why? They don't want you to get stirred up. The devil don't want you to get stirred up. What would happen if you got stirred up for the Lord? What happened? Stop and think about that for a minute. What would happen if you guys got stirred up for the Lord? He said, Well. I don't know, I might say amen. amen. I might I might tell something about Jesus Christ. Amen. I, I might I, I I just really don't know what I'd do. Somebody back here? I'd love to see you get stirred up. I'd just stand here with awe. <laughs> Not me, preacher. I've held this pew down for 43 years. <laughs> Bless your heart, <laughs> boy. I tell you what, we need to get to Jesus. This man got to Jesus. Jesus called him when the man got to Jesus because is because of his persistence. He kept on. He kept on calling. He got more than he even asked for. Notice there that he got louder. And when Jesus had, and it says in verse 42, and Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. But notice what it says, Thy faith hath saved thee. This blind man called him the Messiah. Thou son of David. He said, Your faith in recognizing who I am has saved your soul. He got his sight physically, but he got his sight spiritually. And immediately he received his sight and followed Him glorifying God and all the people. When they saw it, gave gave praise unto God. He received his sight. He also received salvation by faith. What what a changed life, uh, not just physically, but spiritually in this man. Why did it happen, preacher? Because it got to Jesus. Even though there was those who tried to keep him from getting there, tried to hush him up and tried to keep him quiet, he just cried out a little bit louder, Thou son of David, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Well, I'll tell you what, when there's obstacles in the way, or not obstacles, but when there's people in the way trying to hush you, boy, just get a little bit louder with it. Just cry out a little bit louder all because he had said that uh, he had to get to Jesus and and he wouldn't let anyone stop him. Just call a little louder unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, it just seems like nobody cares and understands. Hey, just cry a little bit louder. Holler unto Jesus. Don't worry about the crowd. Don't worry about those walking around. Just cry a little bit louder unto the Lord. Let's cry out to him. Jesus called him near. Satan will always put obstacles also in your way and try to stop you from getting to Jesus. Luke chapter 19, we see another event that took place. I don't like to call them stories because they aren't stories. They're events that took place. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was uh, the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and said, unto him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully Zacchaeus was not only kept back from getting to Jesus but he he couldn't see because of the obstacles the people the press is what they called them boy we could get onto that tonight about the press amen CNN ABC they don't want you to see anything but what they got to and that anyway uh you three guys, come here. I'll show them. Come on. Man, I tell you what, I move faster than you guys, and I'm a lot older than you are. Stand right up here. Here's the press. Here's Zacchaeus. And he couldn't see because of the press. You didn't know that I could still jump, did you? <laughs> I'll pay for it tomorrow. <clears throat> they had lined the road to see Jesus themselves. But here's Zacchaeus. He wanted to see. He had heard about this one called Jesus. He had heard about the one that they said was the son of David, the, the Messiah. And he wanted to see this man. But he couldn't because of the press. Not only could he not get up in here and, and trying to get in here, but he couldn't see over them. He couldn't see around them. Thank you, fellas. So he climbed up a tree. They were an obstacle to keep him from getting to Jesus. Can I tell you something tonight? There is obstacles in your life, in my life, that Satan puts there. To keep us from getting to Jesus. He had a choice. He could give up. He could give in and go away. Or he could get up that sycamore tree. And he knew that he wanted to see Jesus. He didn't know what it was all about yet. He didn't understand everything yet. And he climbed up that tree. He was trying to do anything he could to get to Jesus. He wanted to see this man. He wanted to see what the difference was. And he climbed up that sycamore tree and as Jesus come by, he he stops and he looks up in that sycamore tree. Zacchaeus hadn't said a word. Zacchaeus, come on down here. He come down and I can just see him when he got to that press. Can I tell you, when you do all you can to get to Jesus, he'll part the press for you. He goes over and walks up to Jesus Christ. And Jesus told him, he said, I'm going home with you today. He not only went home with him, but buddy, I tell you what, he stayed home with him in his heart. He and his family got saved, made a difference in his life. Hey, listen, Zacchaeus didn't give in. He didn't give up. He got busy, got up that tree to see and to get closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, just as close as he could, just as close as the circumstances would allow him to. <coughs> Can I tell you something that, listen, with all the circumstances, there's going to be circumstances in your life that's going to try to blockade you. Boy, just do all you can to get to Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter. If you do all you can, all that the circumstances will allow, Jesus Christ will part the circumstances and and let you come on into his presence. And he'll reach out and take you and say, hey, listen, I'm going home with you today. You can give up. You can give in, go away. Or you can get up that tree and get just as close as circumstances will allow you to. When you set your heart on getting to Jesus, no matter what the obstacle the Lord knows your heart. And He'll call you near to Himself. In fact, we find that in James 4, He says, Draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to thee. How do you get to draw nigh? You've got to want to get close to Him. You've got to do everything you can to get to Him. To draw nigh to Him. Not only that, but we've got to get others to Jesus. Mark chapter 2, another event. Verse 1 says, And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. They come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, then cover the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, let me read that part again. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. They had to get him to Jesus. Can I tell you that we've got to get people to Jesus? People all around us, we've got to get them to Jesus. I was thinking today, our buses were down. and I was thinking today about all the kids in Marshall. Many of them sitting home. I was thinking, man, we've got to get them to Jesus. This has been on my mind all week long. There's a song that the Collingsworth sing that I heard, was listening to the past couple of weeks, and boy, that got on my mind about we've got to get to Jesus. And while I sit there this morning thinking about during Sunday school about, about all those kids that weren't here today and different ones that in homes around this area, oh, my soul. We've got to get them to Jesus. We've got to get them to Jesus. Many of them in homes that really don't care. Many of them in homes that really parents don't even think about the Lord. You'd be surprised how many of them are in homes of parents who say that they're saved and on their way to heaven. And yet those kids... Never darken the door of a church. Never hear verses like I just read about Zacchaeus and the one, all, all this went on and different ones. Don't really know about Jesus. And I'm thinking mom and dad know better. We got to get them to Jesus. Think about the worker down at workers down at Walmart and over to gas stations at the restaurants. So busy in life. Just trying to make a living. I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, we're at a 7 to 9% inflation rate right at this very moment, about 9% going on 10. The dollar doesn't go where it used to go. My wife called me almost in tears the other day, or she texted me. She said, well, how do you know it was tears? Oh, you can just read between the lines. And I'm using it in an illustration, so that's why I say in tears. She said, it's no longer a dollar store, it's a dollar and a quarter. Back in the doghouse tonight when I get home, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No problem is his rents went up in the doghouse, too. (laughs) Their life is all about even just trying to make a living and but their greatest need is we need to get them to Jesus. Probably everybody sitting in this room has a family member, a friend, a neighbor that we need to get to Jesus. Some are saved and they're out of the will of God and out of church. And many of them are just plain old lost without Christ. What's the need, preacher? We've got to get them to Jesus. Just like these men as they came and they got there to that house, these four, they had come to get the man to Jesus, but they was unable to, uh, who was unable to get there himself. So they brought him. They did, what they, they did what it took to get him to Jesus. They took off the roof to, to get him down into the presence of Jesus Christ. They couldn't get him in the door, they couldn't get him through the window. So they had to go up on top and, and tear the roof off and lower this man down in there. They did everything they could. You see, they were roof wreckers. Boy, we need some roof wreckers today. Who will tear the roof off to get people to Jesus. For many, you may be their only hope of getting them the gospel. Or maybe getting them to the Lord or getting them back in church and having a walk with the Lord. We're in these last days and we need to be getting people to Jesus Christ. Inviting them to church. Bringing them to church. Giving them your testimony of salvation. Giving them a gospel tract. Sharing the gospel with them. Praying without ceasing for them. Doing all we can to get them to Jesus. In closing, preaching what we need in getting ourselves closer to Jesus. We need to seek Him with all our heart. In every instance here, every single instance that I read, they sought Him with their whole heart. They sought Him with their heart. My friend, you want to get to Jesus, seek Him with your heart. Not this light Christianity, this fluffy stuff. I'm talking about seeking Him with your heart. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, it says, And you shall seek Me and find Me when you shall search for Me with all your heart. You want to get to Jesus? Seek Him with all your heart. You want to get to Jesus? Touch Him in prayer, touch Him in brokenness, touch Him in love. The psalmist said in Psalms 51, 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, that will not despise. When's the last time that you just really got down and said, Lord, I don't want to touch you. Just begin to pray. Your heart becomes broken your heart becomes desirous. You begin to look at yourself in the mirror of God's Word and seeing how wretched and vile you are. And it breaks your heart. And oh, you say, I've got to get to Jesus. Lord, if I could but touch you and have the touch of God on my life. We've got to realize the importance of getting to Him. Look for Him by looking unto Him. You'll never get to Him if you don't look for Him. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Boy, get in the Word of God and look for Him. Get on your knees and look for Him. Boy, I tell you what, in service, look for Him. When you walk through those doors and you sit down in that pew and and you begin to sit there and you begin to hear the preaching, man, I tell you what, y'all look around and say, I'm looking for Jesus to do something today. I I want to see him do something today. When's the last time you got up before you ever come to church, never walked through those doors, say, man, I just want to see God do something today. And you're looking for him in the services. You're looking for him in the music. You're looking for him in the handshakes. You're looking for him in the eyes of those around you. Oh, I want to see him. And you're looking for him. We so many times come and sit down and we don't anticipate, we don't expect, we're not even looking And we get exactly what we're looking for. But when we come, Lord, I want to see you do something today. I want you to see you do something in my heart today. Lord, I want to see you do something in the church today. I want to see you do something in the lives of your people today. And you're looking for him. You're looking for him. You want to get to Jesus? You'll have to trust Him in order to get to Him. The answer for our day, Christian, and lost alike for the church, for the home, and for the nation, is that we've got to get to Jesus. We've got to get to him for ourselves, for our family. Let me tell you something. Don't expect your kids to try to get to him if you don't. Don't expect your siblings, brothers and sisters, to get to him if you don't. Don't expect your husband or wife to get to him if you don't. And don't expect the rest of the church to get to him if you don't. That's why it's so important for every Christian to say, I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to get to Jesus. You know why I've got to get to Jesus as a preacher? So, you're, oh, yeah, you're the pastor. Do you know why you've got to get to Jesus? Do you know why this church has got to get to Jesus? All around us. We've God to get to Jesus. Seek Him. Humble yourself. Reach out and touch Him. There may be obstacles. Do everything you can under the circumstances, and He'll part the obstacles. There may be those who will discourage you. Call a little bit louder. There may be those who, who are, are held back and by fear and just reach out and take the his garment and give Him the honor and glory. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. Lord, I thank You for the promises, Lord, that You have given us that we can get to Jesus. And we could have went on through other events as others came to Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Lord, may it be the desire of every born-again Christian here tonight to get to Jesus. It may be the desire of every Christian in this church to get others to Jesus. Have your will and way, Lord, I pray, in this invitation. Lord, may we find a place all over this auditorium. Get on our knees and get to Jesus. Let us ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight?